welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me today as my special co-host, I have YA author and Scooby. Zoraida Cordova. Hi, Zoraida. Mm-hmm. And today with us, we have a very special guest. Uh, she plays Elena on One Day at a Time. I'm Isabella Gomez. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, so do you want to tell everyone? So I had pitched uh, your folks. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd love to have her on for an episode of Buffy for season seven to discuss. Um, and I learned your secret that you hadn't yeah. actually watched Buffy. Um, I'm really, I got outed. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there was no way around it. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was glad you wanted to come on and watch the first two episodes of Buffy and discuss them with us. Yeah. Uh, what, what like did you know about the show going into it? Cause like, I feel like it's very ingrained in pop culture and sometimes there are things. You know, I'm very out of touch with pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I haven't seen Buffy. Um, so I didn't know a lot. I actually, I played Buffy uh, at a table read one time. So I had seen clips. So unfortunately I know a lot of the big moments because okay. I had seen clips from the seasons to inform my reading. Um, but I didn't know much except that it was a little bit of an older show and it was a little, um, cult favorite. Okay. Fair, yeah. fair. I was like, Ooh, she's going to talk about it being old and I'm going to age 10 more years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about that. <laughs> that episode from friends and Joey's just like, I'm old. Uh, I also be- haven't seen friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be me and you, Zoraida, the whole time during this recording. Yeah. <laughs> 84 years ago. Uh, no, well, I mean, I think it's it's so amazing that you're getting to watch this. My, I, my little cousins all watched it with me. Uh, and I remember watching Buffy every week on, I think it was still the WB11 back then. So, it, you know, waiting, waiting once a week for it to drop and like not being able to actually watch it, but sneaking uh, after dinner, you know, because my uncles would be like, oh no, she has sex, but she actually <laughs> did it. They were just like, she just lusts after a sexy vampire, yeah. which is like a foundation of like me and my personality and my body of work. <laughs> yes, Zoraida writes um, a lot of like fantasy that's more like grounded in reality, like Buffy, um, which is, yeah, um, which is why I feel like made Buffy informed your writing, right? Would you say that's Zoraida? Yeah. Or helped so. inform, because I always think that with me, uh, that like, I'm always striving for that. That's what I'm like looking for. Yeah. Um, all right, Isabella, tell us, tell us your, what were you, what were you expecting versus what you got when going into this? Okay, so I was a little nervous because like you said, I know the show's a little older and I have a really hard time watching stuff that looks old. I have the attention span of a goldfish like as is. Um, (laughs) And I'm actually, I get a lot of crap for this. I am not a scripted TV kind of person. I am a reality show kind of girl through and through. (laughs) So I saw the the episodes were uh, longer than 30 minutes and I was like, oh no. (laughs) It's gonna be a bunch of, old stuff for two hours <laughs> um and I loved it I'm oh, so good. surprised I really loved it I thought um although you know like the prosthetics aren't <laughs> magical no and like you know the fighting sequences aren't like the most realistic <laughs> I've ever seen none of it bothered me like it all felt very um in line with the tone, it felt like they were self-aware of what they were doing. And 
I bought all the characters. Like I liked them. I thought they were fun. It made sense. It just, it seemed like everybody was really self-aware of what they were making and they weren't like in this whole other universe where they took it too seriously in a weird way where they're, you're like, oh no, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that's a really good point. So I feel like sometimes you can watch a show or a movie and you're like, mm, these people are acting for a different thing than what they're in. Yeah. And with this, I feel like they're all pretty in line. Totally. Yeah. Um, so that opening, did you know about that opening? Cause you, didn't you do a table read of this episode or no, not of this yes. episode? Okay. Yes. Of the first one, I'm pretty sure. So I did, but I, it's so interesting. Cause when you read a script, it's so different in your head. Um, so it all felt new actually until my friend, I had my friend watching it with me was like, Oh yeah, you did this episode. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my God, I did. <laughs> so not what I expected, but I want you to know that table read, I wasn't just because Elena watches Buffy. I was like, oh, and Isabella has done table reads of Buffy. That, she must be a Buffy fan. <laughs> that was what tricked me. Uh, yeah, I didn't let them know that I hadn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but so like, looking at it from you now, like back then that was definitely, right Zoraida, like that was like a big deal, like the switch around of like, oh, the blonde school girl, she's actually the one like preying on this like dude. And how, like for you, is that like, or is it just like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a, you know, the TV shows now and everything now is so much more even and much more uh, female empowerment and women can do anything men can and can do it looking better. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of was like, "Mm -hmm. it's coming. I'm excited for it. And it's coming. So, I mean, I was excited about it. And I love that uh, at one point in the pilot, somebody said that the Slayer is always a girl or like they were like, she will. And I was like, who wrote this? (laughs) in each yeah to each generation a slayer um one of my favorite things is that opening credit like I I used to have that memorized I don't have it like you know my memory's going now that I'm a (laughs) hundred now Um, that we are a thousand (laughs) but I do think like I I was always so enamored with that opening uh my confession is I used to think that Joss Whedon was a girl because his name is Joss um (laughs) so I would see and I I didn't I, you know, I didn't at that back in like the nineties or, you know, early two thousands, I didn't think like, oh, let me Google this person. Let me right. find out all their information. Mm-hmm. So I just, for years, I was just like, yeah, Joss Whedon, she's my favorite director <laughs> and <laughs> creator of Buffy. Um, and then I was surprised, you know, and I, I've, I've, I've been in love with Buffy and the concept of Buffy my whole life because of that very reason like right he wanted to create um a a young girl that you would underestimate and give her all the power Mm -hmm. um and so that you know now we just have girls with power we don't under we we i mean we still underestimate women like let's be real but but it's i think it's more more expected Mm -hmm. that she will have she will have like a magical destiny or be powerful um, whereas back then it was just like, oh, plot twist. Yeah. yeah. Especially because she's so freaking cute with those like big eyes. She just looks little and chill. She's like, no, I'm the slayer. I'm like, yes, you are queen. Go off. <laughs> Young Sarah Michelle Geller is just the cutest. Like she's like, adorable. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with her. 
Also, I love the way they, so they don't do this. I feel like halfway through season one, they kind of stop, but Razorada with the hair, like her hair is a lot bigger in the yeah. first few episodes. It's very like, it's very Rachel from Friends, right? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. taking the, like the top. Yeah. I love, I'm a big fan of that hair. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I actually noted the hair because it's like, I, one of them is like, it's like straight and then super curly at the end. And I was like, that is so cute that that was like the thing. I'm obsessed with it. I kind of want to do my hair like that now. <laughs> <laughs> It's very of the time, but of the time, California. Wouldn't you say, Zoraida? Yeah, I mean, California was always a mystery to me because, you know, I grew up in New York. Um, Mm. So I'm like, wow, California schools, like they have a fountain (laughs) and like uh, statues in their courtyard. And like the schools look so different as opposed to like in New York. Mm -hmm. Or like, here's this box. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, they have lockers. We did not have lockers in my high school because there's just too many students. Yeah, just too many students. Like my my all of my classes had like between seven hundred to a thousand students. Um, yeah. So there's no way that you could have enough lockers to have everybody uh-huh. and then change them every every year. No way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was that that was like my introduction to like American. Uh, mm. Schools and things like that. I mean that library though. I was like. It, what kind of school are we at? This is gorgeous. Why does this look like a museum? <laughs> yeah, I don't think many high schools have libraries that fancy. Mm, no. no. <laughs> like, I know that school is a real school and they do have that fountain, but like the inside, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> wow. That's cool. They I didn't know that. school for another movie and I can't remember which, but I was like, that's, oh, it's that parody that Chris Evans is in. It was like his, his first feature film. It's uh, she's all she's all that, and I think not another teen movie. Not another teen movie. Yeah. They used the Buffy High School. Yeah, yeah. and I, like a bunch of other shows have used it. Like I know it was like the nine hundred two one zero school. Of course, because it all looks super fancy, and they're like, "Let's get the one school that doesn't look like actual schools, and let's <laughs> put them in there." Yeah. <laughs> okay. And as a Zoraida, have you been there? To that, have you visited to California? The, yeah, that's well, that school. Have you visited? Oh no, 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 no. Because I'm that I big of a nerd. I have. <laughs> you went? What? Yeah. How is it? Is it's it gorgeous? Cute. I mean, it just looks just like it. They just didn't really like change anything. So it's like weirdly very nice and like a huge, it's like bigger than they show on the show. It's like a huge campus. Where is it? In Torrance in California. Oh. Oh. Okay. It, it's like, I, I want to say, so when I've gone to LA, I think it's like a 40 minute drive from LA. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe when I go to L- when I go to LA during my like gap year from New York next year, I'll <laughs> I'll convince somebody to drive me. Yes, you should do- like definitely go. And also, I love that you're taking a gap year from New York. Yes. that's my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I've lived my whole life. Let me just not. Yeah, Let's see what's out there. Let's see. Isabel, are you are you from California? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born in Medellin in Colombia. Okay. Um, I was there till I was around 10. And then I moved to Florida, to Orlando, Florida. And I lived there for seven years. And then I moved to uh, LA, I think five-ish years ago. Okay. So wait, did yeah. you move? That would have been when One Day at a Time was just starting, right? Did you move like right before getting Six it? months before, yeah. Nice. nice. Did yeah. you move because of it or you got it like six months after moving? I got it six months after moving. Yeah. That's which amazing. is it's crazy it's literally insane and unheard of and I realize I'm very spoiled <laughs> <laughs> uh side note this has nothing to do with Buffy but you are from the same city as Maluma 
I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a small obsession. My family in Ecuador is just like, why do you like, like we love Maluma, but mm. like, you love Maluma. Like, yeah, I know. He's beautiful. He's a, he's a gorgeous guy. He really is. Yeah. Uh, Isabella, does that mean your Spanish is also way better than mine as you're fluent? Uh, I don't know if way better than yours, but it, it is my first language. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my grandma would always speak it to me and my mom doesn't because my dad is everything white. Um, mm-hmm. So my Spanish is like, I understand it. Like the other day, a coworker said something to me in Spanish and I was like, ooh, that word, that first word you used, I don't know that first word. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your grandma from? Uh, my, my mom was born in Puerto Rico. So my mom's nice. side is all from Puerto Rico, but we didn't oh my like- gosh. We grew up speaking it because my grandma always babysat us and she yeah. always taught it to us, but you know. Puerto Rican slang is also so hard to understand. Like I grew up in Orlando, so it's like, we called it little Puerto Rico and <laughs> they talk so fast. I mean, I talk so fast and they like this slang. I'm like, I don't know what this word is. <laughs> what are you saying? So I, I think like growing up in New York, like I think like I've attuned my ear because I didn't know any other Ecuadorians. Like the only Ecuadorians that I knew were my family mm-hmm. and everyone else was like, Colombian or Mexican or or mostly Puerto Rican and Dominican and like I so like I can understand everyone the people I can't understand are like Argentinians and Uruguayans because I'm just Mm -hmm. like oh no it's it's like a different language and but I mean everyone sounds beautiful I love all of like the Latin the Latin accents I think they're Mm -hmm. all fantastic um so it's it's just amazing I think language is so beautiful me too Spanish is also my first language and sometimes I like I did my first interview in Spanish with like a library in Ecuador and I was like oh my god I sound like an idiot (laughs) because like I it's my first language but it's like if you don't practice it enough like you you can forget it right totally you can forget and also you start learning terminology in English like I'm fluent in Spanish but talking about the industry in Spanish is really hard because I don't have I didn't I don't have those words in Spanish like I yeah I left there when I was in third grade so I always joke that I have like a third grade vocabulary because yeah. like I don't <laughs> I don't know what word that is <laughs> I can repeat all of the telenovela language <laughs> that's it like I I will tell you my I think I might have told you this before Zoraida so when I lived in New York I worked at the Museum of Sex um nice and I was one of the few people who actually spoke I mean spoke <laughs> spoke Spanish mm. um and we got it was like mostly tourists that came in there so it was a lot of people speaking other languages and there was like you know, I mean, interacting at work, I could do the Spanish, like saying, oh, you enter here, you, you know, coat check is downstairs. That's like easy shit. Um, mm-hmm. But my crowning achievement was I sold Kegel weights to a woman, a woman who did not speak English. She was like only <laughs> speaking to me in Spanish. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my God. <laughs> and she bought them. For I'm me. impressed by that. <laughs> I am impressed by Things that. Things we do under duress language for years yeah it was just like suddenly it was happening and I was like I can't believe and she was like oh thank you so much and like bought them and it was all in Spanish and I couldn't believe I did it you're like hell yeah (laughs) I need to stop underestimating myself (laughs) but okay so before seeing this had you seen the movie at all of Buffy no and I just found out that there was a movie yesterday really I didn't know I didn't know (laughs) and I and why was it not uh Sarah Michelle Gellar like I don't understand I Right, Zoraida, correct me, but I think like Joss didn't have much control over the movie. It was kind of like he wrote no. the script and then like they edited okay. it and they like kind of just did whatever with it. Uh, the show huh. apparently was more in line with what he wanted. The movie is 
not that good. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. <laughs> no. Okay. There is no angel, first of all, in the movie. So big bummer. Uh, but, you know, there is Luke Perry is in it. Um, and he was he was great. Um, and uh, it, 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 it is Buffy's backstory, right? All you like okay. everything she says in that first those first two episodes like did you really burn down a school like mm. the re- everything that happened in that movie is the reason why she had to move to Sunnydale. Um, okay. Yeah. It so just I like that. Got- <laughs> and they didn't do it well. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's like mm, it's the only thing that's different that's is like super cheesy. Yeah. It's very okay. of the time. I think it came out what like four years before the show actually mm-hmm. aired. Um, and I do think in the movie she actually was a senior, but they, you know, just retconned it to be like she's a freshman, and so they can the have. And also, the actress, the actress, like looked a lot like it was like in like back then when all the actors looked thirty, but they were supposed to be playing teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah. As someone with a perpetual baby face, I'm like, when am I gonna get to ever work as an actual teenager in this town? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. So we get her going to school. Her principal's very. What were your first impressions of the characters that we met? So we meet Giles, Cordelia, Willow, and Xander. What did you think of them? I literally have um, them pulled up because I'm (laughs) the worst with names. Um, Willow's my favorite. I think she's adorable. And that character, and especially the way that she's playing her, could have so easily been too much or like been like, oh my God, okay, come on. But she's so grounded in truth and her eyes are always so wide and genuinely confused that, oh my God, I love her. I love her innocence. I'm really hoping that eventually we have an arc where she turns into a badass warrior princess. Um, Do you want spoilers? (laughs) No, I don't. Because I think I'm going to watch it now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I really liked it. I really did. But I'm obsessed with her. Um, Obviously, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is a badass um it's so interesting too because she the way she flows from teenager into slayer and like the way that you can see her maturity changing and the way that she crafted that character especially for a pilot yeah was exceptional like usually pilots are a mess no matter what you do so i'm i loved her and then uh angel he's the one that just like appears a couple times right like we don't hear a lot about him yet yeah and at the end he's like i'll be damned she did it or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't really have thoughts on him yet except he's gorgeous yes um is that the vampire she ends up wanting to that is okay that's a little bit of a spoiler but not really because you learned that he's a vampire in like two episodes (laughs) and also like they're together in all the the posters anyway like the Mm. season's posters like when they're all super it's also, you can tell like she's like he's gorgeous but I'm annoyed I'm like mm-hmm, that's every relationship <laughs> like that's just a relationship <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that um and then Xander which one was Xander he's a dorky guy <laughs> oh yeah uh I mean, I don't know. I feel like all the men looked kind of the same to me. Yeah. Oh, here's a hot take. And let me know if I was wrong. Um, But was there a little bit of like inappropriateness going on with the um, librarian and Willow? No. 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 Oh, my God. 
because at one point you know when she's like looking up stuff on the computer and he like leans in next to her I was like what is happening <laughs> hashtag me too isn't this girl supposed to be like 16 I was oh so God. thrown and my friend was with me and I was like do they hook up like I don't understand absolutely okay. not I can say I'm that so as glad. a spoiler I even as a 12 year old I was and I had a crush on Giles the librarian because I'm really crazy Giles is just so he's like he's like class he's like a handsome old man in my opinion <laughs> Even though now we're like cl- way close to his age. <laughs> now we're yeah. Um <laughs> and and he was just always like I think I just have daddy issues. So maybe that was <laughs> it. But I was like, "Oh, is Giles supposed to like even in the books like there were these novelizations of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that I used to get from the library. They would be like, uh cute in your cute in that dad way. That that dad sort of way is what the that's how they would describe him uh-huh. in the books." Um, okay. but no Giles has his own journey it does not involve any underage girl <laughs> I'm so glad you know what though I also I'm a huge uh true crime junkie and in all of the like old you know murder stories that's the guy who would end up murdering someone that's fair so I was just already hesitant like and at the beginning when he was like I just I didn't I didn't think so he's a good guy yes. I really thought yeah. he was a bad guy yeah okay Okay. They, they do. I was actually, that was one of my questions I wrote. Like, mm-hmm. how did you feel? Just, they do introduce him like so mysterious. It's like, if you don't know, yeah. it's like he could be secretly. I thought he was a bad guy. Yeah. 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 He's just For a sure. stodgy British man uh, who's, you know, he's going to be Buffy's watcher. So, he, okay. He ends up being maybe the only not toxic male on the show, right, Zoraida? I think so. I, I hear that. Yeah, I'm 100% sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying okay. to think of another and I'm like, mm, nope, nope. No. <laughs> uh, teenagers and us romanticizing freaking toxic relationships. <laughs> it's fine. I am 37 and still same. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a teenager and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I recently watched uh, The Notebook with somebody that had never seen it and they were like, this is <laughs> abuse. Like this is a toxic. And I was like, shh. You have to like suspension of disbelief. Hold on. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 it'll be cute. I promise. Yeah. Just if you're a bird, I'm a bird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know so many of those. It's like mm, this person's actually a piece of shit, but mm, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it was. Uh, yeah, I mean Zoraida, right? Get to Spike, and then <laughs> Spike is a character later that we will. I think I saw clips from his stuff. Spike yeah, season two. Oh my god. <sighs> So I mean teenagers the that's first, how they are am like, I right the first three seasons of Buffy are so tightly plotted so incredible um and I still re-watch those three um whereas mm. like the others I watch certain episodes of them you know I still really I, I, I there's still a lot that I love but the first three the first three seasons is just like my favorite characters are all mm-hmm. all in the same the same place how many seasons are there seven seven, seven. You know what I thought was really interesting? I thought the first two episodes shot and and showed like a, a series finale. I, I was yeah. so confused. I was like, wait, did I click the right episode? Because it's all leading up to the big thing and like seems like the climax. And I was like, this is a really like, I wonder where they're going to take it next. That's fair. But 
they're going to take it for seven more seasons. So yes. I think they have it figured out. Because <laughs> actually that was what I had pitched your folks. I was like, ooh, she should come on for a season seven episode. And then I was like, ooh, that she might be a little lost coming into season seven. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> so what did you think of Cordelia? Is that the hot girl? The hot mean girl, yeah. Yeah. Um, she uh, looked 30. Um, which was interesting because everybody else looked kind of the right age and she didn't. And I was like, what's happening? Um, I mean, give me the spoiler. Does she eventually become a good girl? Yeah. Okay. But like, That's what I thought. But like, the right explanation. You- kind of. Okay. So she, she like torments Willow. And this is like, obviously like back, you know, we need a mean girl at this point in time. I think he's still like, people still write that that same character but Cordelia yeah. is like the like rich super privileged and um she somehow becomes folded into the Scooby gang like into Buffy mm-hmm. and her crew um and she always she sort of gets herself into mix-ups like with vampires um and then she when they graduate she leaves um she goes off into the spinoff and in the spinoff is when okay. she learns to be a better person um, but I also don't like the trope of like, you have to take away rich people's money in order to make them better people. Um, <laughs> but, I, um, I, I, but she does, like you see Cordelia's heart in those first two seasons um, and like sort of having a soft spot um, for this group that is like yeah. trying to save the world. Yeah. And she like helps yeah. and stuff. I, did you watch um, Shit's Creek at all? Isabella? I watched a few episodes. I feel like, oh my God, I'm really <laughs> outing not, myself here. I have not seen Shit's Creek at all. I've seen a few episodes. I, on popular opinion, I wasn't obsessed, but I know some people say like, you have to get through the first like five or six and then it hooks you in. So usually I think I, I got through three like, or four. Yeah. I usually give things like three episodes before I call it yeah. quits. I, yeah. yes, I will say I had watched season one of Shit's Creek I think it was like when Netflix had the first two seasons and everyone was talking about it and I was like yeah okay that was fine and then I didn't uh-huh. revisit it until Netflix had like four seasons and I had like so many friends being like no like really if you go back you yeah. will like start with season two again like or start with season one and I put season one on since I'd already watched it like as a casual like oh I'm doing something yeah. on my computer let me have it on my tv and then once season two got in, I was like, oh, wait, I do like this a lot more. And then season three, I was like, oh, I am obsessed with this. That's when I like. Yeah. And it's only like half hour episodes. So it's like very easy. It is very quick. It is quick. Um, and I'm obsessed with Dan Levy. Like, I think he's just the coolest person ever. And he seems like a really so good person, right? Yes. Yes. Like, I like, I know a few people were really upset about uh, the Emmy sweep. I was so excited because they were so thrilled. Like you could tell everybody in that freaking tent was like, this is only the coolest thing. That's-. And I was like, good, give them all the Emmys. Like they're done. It's fine. Like I'm obsessed with them. But I honestly feel uh, like Shit's Creek has a, like their like cast friendships have a lot of the energy of one day at a time where it's like, yeah. oh, like everyone loves what they're doing and loves the show and like they want to help promote yeah. it however they can. Right. Totally. When you start on a show that's like an underdog and isn't getting like a ton of uh, publicity or whatever, I feel like either it falls apart and every cast member is like, we're out of here, <laughs> or you create this bond where you're like, we love this show, we'll make it happen. Yeah. So I think that's probably what happened with us and Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I have to ask you. Okay. What do you think Elena would have thought of these first two episodes? 
I mean, Elena loves Buffy. <laughs> I think she would have been so excited that the Slayer is a girl. I think she would have been so excited that she's like in charge, powerful, knows what she's doing. Like, I totally see why people are obsessed with the show. And it's just, it's fun. I mean, I will say, I guess Harry Potter came later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the guy looks like Voldemort. Like, oh, right? Yeah. Am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. The master? <laughs> yeah, the master. Definitely, like, there's definitely different kinds of vampires, right? Like, so that's the vampire who has lived for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. And so he's clearly lost all his melanin and looks like a monster. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but no, I think I'm pretty sure Buffy came first in in Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I think it's really good. I want to watch more and I want to come back when I've seen more because I I have so many more things to say. You'll have so many more hot takes. (laughs) Yes, I have so many more hot takes. There some of my favorite episodes always include because Buffy was like the ultimate. If you watch, I have the DVDs uh with um sort of a the what is it when the the director and like people talk over it like that oh like the oh I know what you're talking about when they do like BTS and stuff like the extra yeah and so like you watch it but you watch it with like the director oh commentary and commentary yeah the commentary sorry (laughs) um and so they you know they just talk about how at this period of time there was nothing else like this and Mm -hmm. so all of these scenarios are metaphors for for like being a teenager at that period of time um and so all of the monsters take on those those symbolisms um Mm. so they bring in like there's going to be like these like water water creatures um mummies werewolves everything um and so it's it's really really dope it's fun and I mean I don't know like the timeline of stuff but I'm assuming this inspired like the twilight world right i would assume zoraida talk on that <laughs> as your Her face res- she's like i'm no, so glad you mentioned it res- as like your resident uh ya author um <laughs> you, no i don't think so um i think really because stephanie meyer is stephanie meyer wrote twilight uh because she said that she had a dream uh, in which she saw Edward Cullen uh, come to her, appear to her. Um, and, and the book, I remember like when these books sold, it was like the biggest deal that publishing had ever made, right? Like six figure book deal. Uh, and it was, the pitch was simple. A, um, a Romeo and Juliet with a, 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 a like, two, you know, star-crossed lovers with a vampire and a human, right? The vampire is drawn to her, obsessed with her. Um, but the twilight books and like i don't mean to sound shady but like <laughs> but i do um the, like the twilight books don't have an extensive world building the way that buffy has an extensive character world building right i okay. feel like everything else in the twilight world seemed felt like as you're reading felt to come secondary whereas i feel like buffy you have to create the sunnydale is a character right? The city Mm. of Sunnydale is its own weird little town with uh, a high death rate and (laughs) monsters. Um, And like Forks, Washington is a real place. So like, it's like the the only inspiration is just like vampire humans are in love with each other, which like Mm -hmm. if you are into masochistic romances where like they can't be together, that's a perfect setup. 
So I, yeah. I don't see the inspiration. Um, and Stephanie Meyer has never credited to it because I've written a lot about Twilight and like sci-fi fangirls and like BuzzFeed and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I've never found her interview, like I've never found her commenting on any of that. So Okay, interesting. But so it is funny because it was like, it felt like um, there was a lot of things that felt like they progressed. They like became, they became to fame because of Buffy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe it was like, Twilight might not have done as well as it did if we didn't have Buffy prior. I do think there's a little bit of like a, this came before it and this kind of, while I do agree it was the writer, the like, you know, the character and world building isn't the same, but it's like, oh, it's a vampire and a human. So Twilight is the, uh, it's the, um, uh, the version where they just are uh, manipulating your feelings just so you're easily attached and don't actually have to think about anything, um, which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love I love those movies. I I think those books are very readable. They're so bad. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I love like, it. and also like it's like the case where like the, the they change direction and director for the second the second film. Mm. So like by the time you get to like the second and third film, they just look better. Um, yeah, and because the first one is just blue, it looks like like an oversaturated like blue color it's fantastic right like tell me tell me say the words you're a vampire like I I you know I (laughs) I really I do enjoy them for what they are and I will watch the like the wedding scene over and over again because it's like I'm obsessed it's beautiful my best friend and I literally she lives in Colombia every time we see each other we watch every single twilight movie and they suck and we create different (laughs) drinking games and they're bad if you just look at them from like an artistic standpoint like even like freaking um robert pattinson has not been able to shut up about how much he doesn't like that movie it's incredible like nobody hates twilight as much as robert pattinson hates twilight (laughs) nobody and i love they're great (laughs) i do i do it's like if you read i don't know like the the new twilight book midnight sun is just oh yeah it's twilight from the point of view of edward and when you i I suffered through 650 pages of that book because i had to do a write-up for it um is it bad it's it's exhausting (laughs) okay it it is like reading somebody's diary um it's very like heathcliff right it's very like (laughs) wuthering heights uh or jane irish um because he just doesn't stop thinking he he is more neurotic than than Bella Swan, and I think that that was like the best thing that Stephanie Meyer ever did because she like I love it. She mm. didn't make him like this like golden god of like laconic thought. He's just like obsessive, and all he does is think about how like Bella is again cursed, problematic, and creepy. <laughs> yes, like the whole like he's she's underage, guys. He's like a hundred and something. He's yes, he died during the Spanish flu because he didn't wear a mask. So wait, is that really how Edward died? He died in the Spanish flu, the Spanish influenza. In oh <laughs> my god. I don't the think- way you just full circle that thing into my life. Like I wow, I'm never gonna be able to stop thinking about that now. I had no idea that was how he died. Yeah. He died of the flu. Oh boy. <laughs> um wow. And, and and you know, his dad, future dad, um 
changed him yeah, right before yeah. he right before he kicked it so I know so too much about these books <laughs> I really love it I really love it yeah so uh, one, uh, I will credit Buffy like one thing that Buffy changed in pop culture um for other other books specifically books is the the humor right and like people used to mm-hmm. call it like the Whedon-esque humor which is like you have the super serious tv show it's all supernatural and all this stuff is happening and then but you have to tell a joke right that was one of Joss Whedon's um things which was um have all the darkness that you want but for god's sakes tell a joke and mm-hmm. Buffy takes that to heart and a lot yeah. of the t- the the books that came out during in like the late um in the 2000s like shadow shaper by cassandra clare which was a tv show and a movie um both of those have that sort of like clippy like sarcastic everyone's a xander um Mm. and there's like you know so it's that has changed i think the way that paranormal teen shows are made Mm -hmm. i like it a lot i think it makes it so much more um real and accessible and grounded in like truth um which like I mean going back to Twilight my favorite one of my favorite characters was Anna Kendrick because she was the only one that seemed like was like what's happening what guys why is everybody taking this so seriously (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I and that's what I love about Buffy too is like her the way she's like plays with the vampires and the way she teases them and is just like has fun with the fact that she's doing this thing instead of being like I'm the slayer and I come here to slay (laughs) I think is so fun and again it just makes it like realistic because a teenage girl would do it that way a teenage girl is like funny and sarcastic and quirky and I I actually I really enjoy that and I also I mean I'm on a sitcom so I think comedy is just one of the best ways to reach people and get them invested. So yeah, well, you know, I mean, One Day at a Time does that, I mean, without the vampires, right? Where it's like, we (laughs) we still have these serious subjects, but like people can still like bring a little bit of like levity where it's like cut the tension with like a a joke, but like it still feels Mm -hmm. realistic. It doesn't feel like cartoonish. Yeah. And that's how people are in real life. Like when tense things are happening, people don't tend to sit in them. They tend to make a joke, try to like dissipate, try to whatever. So it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember reading an essay. I, I want to say it's like Sarah Vowell. And she wrote how like after the last like George Bush election, she had like fainted in public and they had to call an ambulance. And one of the questions they asked her was who's the president? And she said, she was like, and I was like half conscious, I'm ready to pass out again. And I said, George Bush, but I didn't vote for him. And like, still like <laughs> thought to do that. <laughs> and I always think of that because like, right, that's real. Like you're still like, you're trying to like make it not feel so intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay, so we get, the be continued so the the be continued on this is a be continued that would never happen in another episode because it's just like oh a vampire's attacking her i mean rides a rider like yeah. that's not that's definitely like the the first episode we build the stakes moving forward so the show mm-hmm. 
it makes the villain small. Like even the master that you, the, the guy that looks at Voldemort, even he feels like small potatoes compared to any other villain she faces after this, after season one. He's, okay. he's the villain of the first season. We get a new like big bad every season. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, right to right, they kind of build every season. They the big do. Bad. They get more insurmountable. Um, and and I think that that's one of the best things about the show is like. I can't think of a lot of as supernatural does this. I like, I love supernatural. I'm garbage for those boys. Um, <laughs> but so they like, but I think that the thing that Buffy does better is that like you have a clear villain and you have a clear thing that needs to be achieved by the end of it. So like your hero's journey takes place over the course of these episodes, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like feeling completely episodic where um, a monster of the week. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because the show, it does, it does both though, right? So still, it will give <laughs> you a monster both. of the yeah. week, but it still like progresses the plot. Because I'm a hard yeah. sell. How do you feel, Isabella, about like a procedural show? Uh, my favorite show in the world is Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Nice. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. You could say. Okay. So like, I'm more of like. What do you, is it, is it episodic when they all continue or does that mean it's, I forget, which, what's the word I'm looking for where it's like the story is, they have like one story arc, I don't know. Um, I'm normally- I mean, you can either have like a season arc or you can have one-offs, yeah. Yeah, so I'm normally a fan of like at least a little bit of a season arc. Totally. Mixed in. Makes it more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's why a lot of shows, I feel like, right, right, a lot of supernatural shows tend tend to do the one-off thing. Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's like this monster, they defeat him, that's it. And maybe sometimes they'll throw back to that monster, but like. Sometimes they go, right. Like uh, iZombie does this a lot uh, when it was on. It was like, uh, we're, we have to solve this big mystery at the end, but for now it's just like one, one dead yeah. person at a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I did like that. I think that's too. why, I think that's why Grace works. It's because it does both and that the patients are always new but we've been with these people for 10 years and we also get to see their personal lives and their personal growth and their personal um, arcs. And I think that's why it doesn't feel like a procedural where we're just getting like a different episode every week that has nothing to do with the last one. Um, So I do like that Buffy does that, even though I haven't seen it yet, because I mean, I was like, my thought when you were like, oh, like, I like that there's like new guys every day. I was like, no, I just want to see her be happy. So I just want to watch seven seasons of her and so I'll be like, what's up? Oh my God. It's like, like the things that they do to Buffy is just cruel and unusual. Um, I, yes, I will prepare you that Joss Whedon loves to kill a character. And I think I saw clips of that and I'm. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> No, it's I, not. I'm not a big fan of killing people off because then you can't bring them back. And I Unless understand you when, watch like, Supernatural. <laughs> I don't watch Supernatural. What like what happens? They always get brought back. They all they all die in different orders. Like sometimes Dean is dead, sometimes Sue is dead, but they're always brought back. That's like a joke. I mean, like they reference that in the show. They're like, well, we we don't, you know, we always come back. <laughs> Yeah, no, Grey's Anatomy literally brought back a dead person and they have nothing supernatural in it. So let's just really think about that. What? Um, they yeah. did? They did. I mean, he came back uh, as a ghost. Oh, it's Danny, right? Uh, no, it wasn't Danny. It was, um, 
Oh God, his name's not Danny, but it is a D name. The, you know, with the it's, Catherine Hegel love Catherine story. Catherine Hegel, yes. And you know what's funny? That guy. Um. Oh my God. I Denny. Denny. Something like that. Denny. Denny. Yes. I think. Uh, you. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. Uh, me. I'm like, it's my favorite show. Also, me. Supernatural Who? Dad. Uh, John. John. Hold on. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him. Uh, and that guy is the dad of Supernatural. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> he just, you can't kill him. No. You just can't kill him. I will say my mother told me about the episode you're both talking about. And I remember getting teared up even though I don't watch the show. And I was like, oh, that sounds really nice. It's a great show. <laughs> it's oh. fantastic. It's so good. I watched, I did only watch until season five because like, um, what's the main character, the main actress's name um, is Meredith Grey. Ellen Meredith Grey, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's about to do something horrible. Uh, like she's like gonna change the test for somebody like like the woman who's gonna so that she can get into a cancer trial, and it's just like oh, like yeah. the secondhand cringe. I was just like, oh no, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, it only I, gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it's like uh, so brilliant. Shonda's just so brilliant. Shonda's brilliant. Uh, she really is. Uh, I would do anything to be on that show. And this continues my uh, half a decade long campaign of dear God, if anybody from Grace is listening, please just put me in coach. <laughs> I will be an extra. I don't care. Um, <laughs> We're rooting for but, you. But this is about Buffy. <laughs> uh, so we, we get the like be continued. We, you know, uh, Giles and Buffy give Willow and Xander kind of like a crash course in vampires are real, demons are real, there's a vampire yeah. slayer. Um, yeah, I think the second part is a little bit slower, but you know, still enjoyable. Um, I think so. Do you guys know if, um, was this series picked up straight to series or was it a pilot first? Because I thought that was really ballsy to do it to be continued for a pilot, and I thought it was a really interesting choice. You know, I don't, do you know Zoraida? I'm not sure. I know I it was, know. A, it was a mid-season Ooh, replacement. So like back then it was only 12 episodes, which like, you know, they didn't ever do shows for 12 episodes. Yeah. It started in like January. Um, so I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. There is an unaired pilot because we did a Zoom reading of that for like a charity. And uh-huh. the unaired pilot is kind of the first episode if it ended instead of in the mausoleum, like ended back at the school and there was no master. It's just like just those vampires. She defeats them. She ends up back at school and defeats them, and that's it. And it's only, I think, 20 minutes. Oh. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the effects are even worse. Um, <laughs> and a different actress plays Can't Willow. imagine it. And it is no. kind of- Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, it's a different actress no. that plays Willow. And what you said, Isabel, is true. Like, someone else doing it, it becomes a little bit too, like, weird, cutesy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that girl killed it. I cannot believe- when she started talking, I was like, oh, this is going to get unlikable quick. <laughs> and she she nails it. I mean, truly, like, it's kind of even more impressive than Buffy. Because Buffy's already yeah. a likable, right. badass, yeah. strong character that a bunch of women could really kill. Willow's character is like, you can mess this up quick and, and the network's going to make them kill you. <laughs> is, it, is it this? Hadn't Sarah Michelle Gellar originally auditioned for Cordelia? Yes. She, so... We interviewed um, the woman who plays Cordelia, Charisma Carpenter. We interviewed her on the podcast earlier this year. And she actually said, 
that everyone tried out for Buffy at the time because that was such a big like role that people were like a lot of women in Hollywood were like oh shit I want to try out for this show and like you just tried out for Buffy was kind of like what you did Mm -hmm. and apparently Sam Rashad Geller read for both Buffy and Cordelia and Charisma had only read for Buffy but then they had her come back for Cordelia and they liked her it's uh my one of my acting teachers actually has a Buffy story which is actually the opposite what's really interesting maybe uh, who knows how the town was divided but she got the script and she was like this sounds so dumb (laughs) and like it's not gonna go anywhere (laughs) Like, what are these monsters? This isn't going to go to series. Like, this isn't going to go long. So she just kind of, like, phoned it in. And then it turned out to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yes. And decades that's, and like, decades. the <laughs> decades and decades and, like, cult class. Like, you know, so she tells us that story to be, like, don't judge the material. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> that Absolutely. Is, that is funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that, too. I mean, just, like, the name alone. So... My story, you'll appreciate this. So my mother, who is a 74-year-old Puerto Rican, very out of the demographic of Buffy, she's the one that uh-huh. got me into Buffy. Um, I love that. Because she liked the idea of like a woman who like, you know, prior to that, she felt like, she felt there wasn't a lot of like female heroes that she liked that were like likable. She liked Buffy and then she liked that she was like fashionable. Like to my mom, that was like a very <laughs> big deal. Um you know, my mom would always be like, oh, Cordelia and this other girl, Faith. She'd be like, oh, they look Hispanic. They're so pretty. Um, And I was definitely like that nerd that was like, oh, it's called Buffy. Like, "Mm." and look, now here I am a million years later with a podcast about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, it wasn't until season two, she was like watching it on like whatever crappy TV we had in the kitchen. And she was like watching the season two finale, which is a writer, you know, is very emotional and crying. And I was like, are you crying over that show Buffy? And then it was like, oh wait, I kind of like this. Oh wait. And I like sat down in the kitchen and like watched the end of season two with her and was like, oh, I do like this show. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's cool about the show. And I think why it has such a following is it dared to be what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I think in Hollywood so often people are just trying to like figure out the formula to success and like, like I'm on a reboot. Like there, there's a million reboots. Everybody's like, let's just do the thing that already worked. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> how do we figure this out? And it, it feels like Buffy and the creator was just like, I'm going to do the thing that I want to do. And I think that's what people resonate with. It just, it's new and it's fresh. And like, like, it's really like, you guys don't know me, but it is such a compliment that I would watch something that old and be like, oh my God, I want to watch more because I can't, I can't watch anything old. I cannot do it. I, I couldn't get through friends. Like can't do it so the fact that I'm like this makes sense and it like aged well enough and it's still like it it's really interesting that that does make me really happy because I do sometimes even shows like that I watched when I was a kid like I'll have trouble re-watching because they look so like you know, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, when I got The Simpsons, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to rewatch some old episodes. And when I watch those old episodes, I have like a lot of trouble. Like they just, the animation oh, even looks- one, the animation is just, I, I actually like it for what it is now, but uh, I, cause I, I grew up on the original, like those first- Yeah, those first same. Original animations before they like started drawing them more, uh, I don't know, linear? Yeah, I don't know. I, right word. I don't know. like not an artist (laughs) yeah 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 and like shows like that and like I don't know even like if I go back to watch like old episodes of Will and Grace that I loved as a kid it's like this is so dated yeah like (laughs) totally there's very few shows that um 
do that well. I mean, like even like the content though, and granted I've only watched two episodes, but so much, so much of the content back then was so problematic in this, you know, atmosphere yeah. that we're in right now. And like atmosphere. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it just like, it still made sense. Like you could see the problematic stuff. That's the same problematic stuff that we still show today. That's just teenagers figuring out life and it doesn't have to be anything else. And now that I know that the librarian never hooks up with Willow, I'm in. <laughs> like, I will tell you, forever. it still does have problematic things. There will still be things that's that fine. you're like, oh God. <laughs> I love the notebook. Like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. So I'm definitely, if you do keep up, I want you to let us know. Cause I would love to have you back. If like you finish season one or something. Yes. Okay. Well, now I want to get to season two finale because <laughs> I love me a good cry. Oh I really my do. god! I'm like still traumatized. Twenty years, like however many years later, fifteen years later. A lot of the finales have like a good cry moment, but season two <sighs> has a really good cry moment. Is it anything like if you watched Grey's? Uh, you know when O'Malley, when we figure out what happened to O'Malley, sort of. Um. It, but like that kind of intent like I remember when that happened do you watch Grey's Anatomy at all I don't know no okay <laughs> well so it, like it almost like it, okay it okay has, like, the emotional impact because like a decision has to be made and I feel like in my own writing like I to this day still try to write toward that emotional like peak or I don't okay. know what the right word is but like I'm still trying to like make like my reader feel the way that I felt when I watched that ending. Okay. <laughs> Zoraida, I'm excited. Miserable. I love that like- <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> yeah. I love that like, I I mean, cause I'm not published, but like that's also what I do. So it makes me feel better that like a friend of mine who's a well-published author also strives for like the Buffy feeling with their writing. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait now. Okay. So tell I us- what I'm doing. Tell us kind of like, after you finished, like, do like, what do you think? What do you think Elena would have felt at that end? And like, do you think Shannon would have felt the same way you do? And that's why she continued watching. Yeah, I think Elena and I are um, really similar people. <laughs> and the longer I play her, the more I become her, <laughs> which uh, is my favorite. I think she's the coolest person I've ever met. So I think she would be so excited about the prospect of badass women I think she would really hope that all the men kind of uh, take a backseat and shut up and follow directions I think she would hope that Willow becomes a warrior princess like I want her to become so badly and you, your faces are making me nervous um, I think I know why but I don't want to think about it and um, I think she would want the mean girl to become part of the gang because that's kind of the vibes you get and yeah. Um, truthfully, I didn't love that character. I mean, granted, this is a little bit of an older show, but I was like, this has been done so many times, <laughs> like this character. Yeah. Um, that I was like, why can't, let's just, already we can tell that she's going to be part of the gang because why is she always talking to them and at the same place as them? So let's just get her in there <laughs> and start the freaking like but resolution plot line. Yeah. But also like, remember, like this is one of the, like the origin shows with the, with yeah. that trope. So like totally. everything else has been like a de like a derivative of like a Cordelia, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is so interesting. Um, I, I think, think that's the trouble of watching it later. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, Elena would love. I think her favorite character would be Willow. I don't play her, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe. I mean, I really love Willow. I mean, maybe Buffy, though, because Elena's a little basic in pop culture world. And Buffy is, you know, the namesake. She's the badass. So <laughs> I think I think that's where it would go. Also, I'm reminded of how bad my Spanish is, by the way. The two of you say Elena and I say... <laughs> 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 Elena my sweet Elena <laughs> um yeah I, I so I often when the show first aired what is is it midway through season one of one day at a time that she gets hooked on Buffy I think right or towards the end god I don't know <laughs> all the seasons blend together if I'm being honest very fair but I remember when that like when those episodes started like whenever those episodes popped up people started watching them I kept getting tagged and people being like oh my god she reminds me of you Ian <laughs> Oh, so, yes. <laughs> I love that. I was also, I mean, you can see my room. I am still a huge nerd. <laughs> In case you're wondering, that is a painting of Sarah Michelle Geller. Someone did for me for my 18th birthday. It looks badass <laughs> and good, as they should have. <laughs> so it was nearly 20 years ago, and I still have it on my wall because, well, it's a prized possession. Good. You're not a. You're not a nerd. You're passionate. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Rita Moreno say that means nerd like at one point or something (laughs) (laughs) listen I like I said I'm kind of Elena (laughs) (laughs) all right so give us what your closing thoughts were like what was your favorite scene and kind of like where you would grade the episode um my favorite scene I liked once they became a a group for a little bit. I thought that like she was going to have to hide the fact that she was the for like a long time. And I was like, this is going to be exhausting. It feels like Hannah Montana. And (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you know, I was like, she's going to be friends with them, but nobody's going to know. And um, I, I don't know what my favorite was. I really liked after they all came out of the um out of the club or whatever and like well first of all what happened to the dead bodies because I thought that was so interesting like that dude killed a couple people and like then there were no dead bodies on the stage and you know after she's like like Willow was like what like how did people are people aren't reacting and Sarah Michelle Gellar was like well they never do like people try to justify what they saw and I was like cool except their people die so like where are they um also the fact that which one was the guy that turned into a vampire that was originally in the friend group jesse like nobody talked about him dying and i was like i'm confused like (laughs) nobody cares here um but i like the scene after where she's explaining i'm also i started college this year and um i'm a intended psych major and so the psychology behind people will try to rationalize and explain what happened because our brains can't comprehend that kind of stuff i really liked and i like that um what was his name? The librarian was like, we're all screwed. I was like, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that is a very iconic line that there will be a reference to later on in the series. Oh, I love it. Um, I love it. It felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. De- yeah. It definitely is like. The Buffy one-liners are, I, I hope like keep it like in mind. They'll, they'll just like stay in your mind forever. Because like, so Cordelia's line of what is your childhood trauma, I feel like is a very iconic line. What is your childhood trauma? The 
best. I, the way I laughed at that line, because I'm also like, okay, I was the the therapist friend before I started psych. Like that was always me. And I am the girl that like people come to, to like, and I will sit you down like a crazy person and be like, let's really dive into this. And the fact that this girl said, what is your childhood trauma? Because anytime I'm, I'm, I need to learn a little bit of tact. My therapist is also trying to teach me that. Um, <laughs> but anytime my friends tell me like, you know, something like traumatic that happened in the past, I'm like, oh, your entire personality makes sense now. And I love the idea of this mean girl genuinely being like, what happened to you? <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> How did you get, why are you this? way I also learned that she thought it was literally and the fact that she thought Buffy attacking her was amusing was my favorite like that like that's what I she wasn't my favorite character but I thought it was so badass that instead of her being the mean girl that's like no and like playing victim she was like what is your damage like why are you trying to kill me right now like love it you just kind of summed up cordelia right zoraida yeah yeah <laughs> like, absolutely I'm obsessed. that's that's absolutely. why that's why you love her even before she does which she does get into the fold because mm-hmm. it's like she handles everything that where it's like very like i'm not pressed about this i'm just annoyed like i love it <laughs> i think it's, like it's hilarious it's like buffy and her vampires and her slang are an inconvenience to her social yes. life yes so <laughs> that's it's and that that kind of character to me i'm just like wow you're so aloof like you're literally that self-centered that like Mm -hmm. the world can be imploding and you're just like, you're in my light. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, and again, that is what makes it so fun is that these, these are still kids Mm -hmm. and you can still feel that. And it's in this story. And I think it just makes it so much more realistic. And I love that that's the case. Like even, um, was it Xander? What was his name that went to like help Buffy, even though she told him not to. And he was like, well, it was either this or chem class. Like, I love the idea that like above there's this world that they could just be in that's just regular and people are just worried about pop quizzes and instead there's this other sideline story going on, but they still want to like dress cute and be popular (laughs) in the midst of killing vampires. It's, I I really like that storyline. Absolutely. That really is everything I strive for in my writing. Like, I'm like, I want, that's exactly how I want people to react because I just, I do feel like that writing is a type of writing that is like easy to get into and enjoy, mm-hmm. right? And like consume. Yeah. It's also the kind of storyline that you can put yourself in. Um, and I think that that's why the Anna Kendricks and Twilight are fun and like mm-hmm. those characters because it's the end to this world that most of us can't comprehend. Like if one of us fell in love with a sparkly human that was trying to kill, like we wouldn't, like that right. we can't <laughs> put, but it's the Anna Kendrick and like the the Cornelia and the people that are like, what is happening? This is wild. <laughs> that is like, oh, I could be that person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now yeah. this world makes sense. It's Yeah, it's uh, the placeholder for the reader or the watcher. Um, yeah. Although Bella is the placeholder for the reader. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> but Bella, Bella's um, so full of nothing for so long that I feel like most people are like, no. The thing that's like, so crazy, like sidebar again, but like the whole thing, like the, all of the Cullens who have been alive and lived in Italy for uh, like years are like, we're making Italian, Italian for you. Aren't you Italian? Your name is Isabella. And I'm like, no her if her last name was italian then maybe you could be like she's italian it doesn't none of the movie makes sense and it's why it's good 
It's like, have you watched, you know, that YouTube channel? Oh my God. What is it called? It's like the pitch ones. He like does mocks of uh, people pitching movies. Oh no, 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 no. Oh my God. I wish I remembered it right now. He, uh, God, he, it's the same guy. And he does these sketches of him pitching movies to a studio head. And so he does like the Twilight movies and all these movies. You please look it up. One of his lines that he puts in every single one of is like, oh, not a problem, barely an inconvenience. And his his pitch of the Twilight movies is so hilarious because it points out like the studio except keeps being like wait but that doesn't make sense and the guy's like but money and the guy's like you're right (laughs) it just none of none of it makes sense (laughs) I love that and this is twilight number one span like I was went to every midnight premiere like I'm obsessed I watch those movies all the time they're my comfort movies and they're awful <laughs> wait i haven't told you both this which is not about buffy but twilight again so i did i will hands up i do enjoy that first movie i think it's ridiculous <laughs> and not good but i enjoy it i um, love it I, I again like you said earlier like it's like problematic and you realize it but it's like i want a man to like like me so much he's following it's like no i don't yes. but like oh, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe but so i remember i saw it with friends the first year i was living in new york is when it came out and went to theater and saw it and the woman behind me when they first kissed yelled I get lindo when they first kissed (laughs) 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 and I relate that so much to that movie like that's what I think of with that movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) and at the time I was like same I I feel you like I'm so glad they kissed yes and it's a good movie to put yourself into and let yourself go into another universe Uh uh-huh it was I, I watched all the Twilight movies twice in the course of two weeks um, in August when I was doing my my Edward Cullen piece for sci-fi, sci-fi fangirls. Um, so I re- like, and, and I enjoyed it every single time. Like me and my friend were like, after we finished watching it the first time, like a couple days later, we were like, do you want to watch Twilight again? And we're like, yeah. And then we and just started insane. it they created something magical where it's awful on paper and it's awful on the screen and it works and it works and it works and, and it's there's genius something there there is something there's there something for sure there um absolutely um but see it's different because like the love story and buffy for me like the anguish of mm-hmm. buffy and angel impacted me so much and i think it's impacted a lot of a lot of my writing is only one of my books, I think, um, in the pining, but everything else I think is like, it's fine. Just, I will say the, the pining that I like is with Buffy and Angel. I mean, I'm trying not to be spoiled, too spoilery, but like, I like, like it when it's like, they're both kind of heroes, right? For me, then it's like a more level playing field, at least. It's not like yeah. she's just in distress and needs to be saved all the time. And that's how they fall in love. It's like, they're helping fight these monsters. So like, that's what they're doing together. Well, that's my question, which I'm sure will be answered, but I'm like, he's a good guy. So why can't she date the good vampire? Because he's a vampire. He's still a vampire. But she couldn't even tell when she was with him. (laughs) Yeah, she couldn't. So I'm just saying like, maybe he's only like part vampire and we can look past it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like people aren't perfect. <laughs> He's just a little you are right. You're extremely correct. <laughs> um, but so like Angel, the reason Angel's different is because th- th- they say that in, in episode one or episode two, right? No, now they don't even give him his name until I think the episode entitled Angel, which is like two episodes from now. Okay, you're gonna, I'm not going to okay. spoil it because it's just so good. You're going to know why he is the way he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you do learn but, it. Yeah. There is like a, yeah. But okay, well, so thank you for joining us and thank you for wanting to do this. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. It was <laughs> nice to course. meet you. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. If you want to find SlayerFest98, you can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other places. If you like us, subscribe to us, rate us. And if you want to follow me, I am at Carlos on social media. Zoraida, where can everyone find you? On Twitter, the phrase Z like in Zorro. And on Instagram, Zoraida Solo. And Isabella, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm Isabella.Gomez. And on Twitter, I'm Isabella underscore Gomez. Cool, cool. All right. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.